Boom, boom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dunk You Very Much, Central Taipei's number one English language MBA podcast. Your host, Sam Yarbs. With me, as always, my co-host, Matthew Von Ryan. Matthew. Ooh, I'm excited for this one. We got a trivia pod. Ooh, coming back at you with our first in-season trivia pod. This is a Dunk You Very Much favorite, a staple of the show, uh, one of our favorite podcasts to prepare for and do. Uh, if you missed our other previous uh, trivia pods, those are still good, great to go back in. Oh yeah, pour that in there, yeah, listen to that, mm. trivia pod coming at you. Uh, basically what Matt and I do, we have uh, we have five questions each uh, based off the, the young 2017-2018 season, uh, could cover any variety of things uh, going on in the season, anything that caught our interest, anything that's worthy of note on League Pass, and we're going to try to stump each other with a few trivia questions back and forth. Uh, and as a punishment, we have some uh, we have some some drinks lined up, Matt. What do we got here tonight? Yeah, we got a teacher's Highland and Cream. This is a much bigger upgrade than our summer trivia pod. I think we had like thirteen questions, and we uh, were drinking famous grouse, the cheapest whiskey <laughs> we could possibly buy. And holy fuck, we got oh, drunk. And there was there were some punishments to be had. And yeah. We were like misreading our questions when we got later on in the round. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it, was it was bad. But it was it was wild. That was like one of our favorite podcasts. That was one of the greatest. You guys gotta listen to it in. We're going to do this on a monthly basis, I think. Yeah, it's got to be monthly. It's too re- good not to do. This yeah. is the best way to recap it. I fucking hate when NBA podcasts, like, who's your first month MVP and coach of the year? It's like, who gives a shit? Like, that yeah, don't matter yet. Call me in six months. Like, don't matter yet. But let's recap. I mean, because it's, it's been a great month, and this is a fun way to do it, I think. I yeah. think... I think it's the best way. You go through it. You get to hit all sorts of things. You can you can hit on statistics. You can hit on uh, uh, memorable social media moments, like whatever you want to talk about right now. And this is a huge upgrade. Uh, we were on the famous grouse last time that whiskey, um, and uh, and we audibled about halfway through that pod, where instead of normally we do it with if you miss the answer to the question, you if you get the answer wrong, you take a shot and a healthy shot. We pour healthy shots. We pour healthy shots. Instead, Matt and I decided to go do or die. <laughs> Whereas if the other person answers your question correctly, you've got to take a shot. So the, the odds go from you might have to do five to you might have to do ten if you're just flubbing all the questions. And yeah. we both got pretty lit up. Did you go to the hospital that night? Or was that I, a different yeah, night? I was trying to think. We, there was one famous grouse night where I ended up in the hospital. Not because of the famous grouse, but yeah. related to the famous grouse. Yeah, that it was wasn't like, directly. That was a concussion night. I think it was a different different night. It wasn't directly grouse related. Yeah, that was a different podcast night. Yeah, different, uh, different after party. Uh, in any case, uh, hopefully none of us will be going to the hospital tonight. But you never know. We'll see how those questions turn out. Um, so we each have five questions locked and loaded for each other. Uh, first thing before we get into it, uh, we'd encourage you guys, if you're fans of the show, to play along, man. Uh, like uh, during the pod, uh, pause during the questions, or just play along with us in real time as we kind of walk through our thinking. Pour yourself some Teachers Highland Cream, or maybe even some Famous Grass if you want to get real frisky. Who cares? Uh, go nuts. We're not gonna judge you. Yeah, and send us. Uh, and if you if you do this, send us a picture. Hit us up. We're on Twitter. Dunk you very much pod on Twitter. Uh, dunk you very much pod uh, Facebook page. You can hit us up there or dunk you very much pod at gmail.com. Send us a picture of you playing along to the trivia pod, and we will mail you some famous grouse. That's, that's a promise. That's a promise with a Taiwanese label. With a with Taiwanese, Taiwanese label. Characters. A bunch of we'll throw some like Chinese looking shit in there. It'll be a real cool souvenir. You can be like, God damn, I listen to this Taiwanese uh, podcast and it's nuts. So. Uh, that's it. Yeah, follow us and 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 uh, and, and play along with us, man. Because we got some good questions. I got yeah. some good questions. I got some good questions for you. So we, without further ado, we got five questions for each other. If the Boom. person gets it wrong, they're taking a healthy shot. That is a healthy pour right there. But and Sam, you know what I have for Chaser? What's that? 
Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> There's nothing. Perfect. It's a straight shot. I bought some seltzer, which I realize is not a really good chaser because it <laughs> tastes like nothing. Yeah. I bought seltzer, and this, they're probably pretty shook up now, too, so we might want to wait, shook wait up on Shook up seltzer. <laughs> we might want to wait on opening Hard those. Hard to say, yeah. and worse than I don't want to turn your spot here into a splash zone right now. So, uh, yeah. All right. So, we got ourselves some whiskey. We got ourselves some seltzers. And we got ourselves some questions. Let's do it. NBA Trivia Pod coming at you right now. Um... Sam, want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll kick you right off, man. Uh, uh, first question. All right, I want to I want to start off with something, uh, staying away from kind of statistics stuff. A little more of a of a kind of like an early season NBA social media moment. Okay. Uh, might have been a, if you missed it, you missed it. Uh, but uh, but if you got it, you, I think you're gonna get it. Um, uh, LeBron James recently uh, had a, had himself a hell of a night in New York City. Uh, went off on, uh, on the New York Knicks. Afterwards, taking a picture of himself at, at center court, proclaiming king himself the king of New York. LeBron James is the king of New York. And he has certainly ruffled some feathers in New York earlier in the week uh, when he had made some comments referencing the Knicks' uh, young point guard, Frank Nina, saying that, uh, that the, the Knicks shouldn't have drafted Nicotina. And instead should have drafted what player. He said that they should not have drafted Nicotina instead of GM. GM LeBron would have made a different pick instead. Which player did he think that they should have drafted instead of uh, Frankie Smokes? Well, it's such a ridiculous uh, walk back by LeBron because he, uh, he clearly threw some shade on Nicotina and then tried to say that later, oh yeah, that's a shot of Phil Jackson. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's hard to say one's a miss if the, the other one's a great player. Like, you're either one or the other. And uh, that player, of course, uh, was uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Yes. Uh. And, you know, I don't know. He's, he's, got, he's showing some upside. He's, he's great on both ends of the floor. But Neil is a beast on D. I don't know that... I don't know that New York actually really missed that. What do you yeah, think? that's an interesting one. That's actually kind of what I, what I wanted to follow up. I, I was, I think maybe if you, if you had missed that one, you might have got it. But I, I was pretty sure you're gonna get it when I saw that smirk come on your face about halfway through. <laughs> I was pretty sure you're gonna, you were gonna get that one. You, you well, I, I was narrating along with you, and I realized I better shut the fuck up. And wait I know. I was, I, thought, I was actually afraid you were gonna like jump in. It was, yeah, yeah, with with Dennis Smith. Like, oh fuck, that's my question. Yeah. Uh, so I was, it would have been great if you would have pivoted. Like, so how many points did LeBron have? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So what was uh, what was what high school did uh, Frank Nicotina go to in France? No, uh, yeah. Um, what? Yeah. What do you think about that? What do you think about uh, not just LeBron's comments, but actually like a GM standpoint? Do you think that? Um, do you think that Dennis Smith Jr. would have been the better choice at that at that spot? He's electric, and he would have been great in New York. I think that's that's sort of like the thing is he would have been so good this year with how great Porzingis is playing, mm-hmm. how good Tim Hardaway is playing. Even though he's overpaid, he's still a great yeah. player. I think New York right now has got so much electricity and buzz, and it's really exciting. Yeah. You know, I'm not one of the people who believe that the NBA needs the big markets to be good to make the NBA special. Yeah. But holy fuck, it's fun to have New York good. I watch yeah. every New York, at least part of the game, usually the fourth quarter. Yeah. There's so much fucking fun to watch. It's amazing how quickly they've like they've they've turned it around, kind of. I mean, obviously a lot it's of so that. weird. Carmelo's gone, and now Porzingis gets. Most but shots. even from the start, I mean, I mean, I gotta guess the, this is why you take those first few weeks of the NBA with a grain of salt. But they look terrible in the early day in that early game against Oklahoma City. Uh, you know, Cantor looked barely playable. Uh, Porzingis looked kind of lost out there by himself. There was that infamous scene with Tim Hardaway was talking about players don't know where they're supposed to be on offense. P- players aren't practicing right. They don't, they don't know the plays and things like that. It looked like the season was headed for a meltdown. It looked uh, the early warning signs. And then uh, and, and then young man Zinger kind of uh, ascended to a, a, another level. Well, I mean, he was averaging points from the get-go. He was averaging 30 points a game. 
through his first three games, and he hasn't slowed down. Yeah. I think now the team has sort of found their place around him. Yeah. When before they weren't, I don't think Tim Hardaway was shouting out. Porzingis. I don't, that, no, I don't I, think I don't think he was shouting. Yeah, was shooting shade at Porzingis. Right. Yeah. I think he was talking about other players taking Porzingis' shot. Yeah. The last box score I saw, Porzingis had uh, twenty four points. I think that was the the game last night. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, he had twenty four shots. And the next closest was Tim Hardaway at twelve. So that's yeah. the way the team should be. Is Porzingis yeah. should be, be getting all the shots? And that was the problem last year with Carmelo. Like mm-hmm. Carmelo's an inefficient scorer. He doesn't play defense. Like what the fuck is he doing? He's just taking Porzingis' shots and. Yeah. Uh, I've been critical of Porzingis this year because he doesn't shoot enough, and he pump fakes on his threes. Just keep shooting, man. Yeah. No one can block you. No one can block your threes. Yeah. Keep shooting, and every once in a while, make the the cut to the hoop. But like, he needs to shoot more. He needs to be averaging like forty because like this team is not good. Yeah. He is a great scorer. I know. Yeah. I know he plays both ends. That tires him out. But I think he can be getting up a lot more shots. Yeah, he's an elite, elite scorer, and that's what you know. I think that. The Dennis Smith Jr. thing is interesting because I think they definitely were right to take a young point guard there. You know, the, the foundation of that team, building from... I love building through the one and the five, especially when you have a defensive anchor at the one and the five. I think that's one of the, the best foundations you can have for uh, elite NBA defenses, that strength at the one and the five. And Nicotina, like, uh, you know, looks like he can be, at the very least, a, a, a very good defensive player and potentially an elite defensive player at the highest level. He um, looks pretty elite now. He's punking fools. Yeah, he is. Uh, he, he gets punk, like he gets kind of punked on the other side where they go under his screens. But uh. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be the thing, right? That'll be to see to see how that develops. And you know, you know, Smith is definitely you know you know leading the league in, in electric Twitter highlights. And, yeah, uh, and, and he's and, great on. It. I think Smith is the better player for the Mavs because they yeah. kind of need a star. They have a lot of really good players. Yeah, Harrison Barnes, Matthews. Corpse of Nowitzki. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. mummified corpse, yeah. Uh, Hobbling up and down. Lesser Curry. Like, they have a lot of, like, players. But, <laughs> Curry light. But they, they kind of need, like, this star. And Dennis Smith Jr. is the star. Yeah. And Nokina is not. So I think they got the right guy. But for New York, I don't think they got the wrong guy. Yeah, it doesn't seem... I think, yeah. I think probably too early to tell on all these on all these guys so far. But I thought that was interesting. GM LeBron waiting in, uh, making uh, some comments on, on Phil's early tenure. Yeah, so anyway. All right, you're one for one right off the bat. And a great one to start with. Yeah, hit me with your first question. Yeah, I almost wanted to go on a huge LeBron dive, but that'll be 15 minutes of me complaining about LeBron. Let's save it, so, let's, let's save it for the next one. Let's save it for the, the recap pod. Let's save it for the NBA bounce around the league pod. Absolutely. Let's keep it more positive. This season, there are 26 players averaging 20 points or more. Woo. Holy fuck. Matt, remember, like, if you averaged 20 points a game, you were, like, an all-star. You were just, like... Yeah, that was, like, know, the benchmark. Or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. You were just You were just in there, kind of. Now there's 26 players averaging 20 points a game, or yeah. more, of course. Yeah. Uh, who's the youngest of that group? Ooh, the youngest player averaging 20 points or more this year. Um, so you'd look, I mean, like, I know Zinger's in the top five. He's certainly a uh, certainly young man. Um, the youngest, uh, well, Lonzo Ball is youngest to do a triple-double. What's, what's Lonzo averaging this year? Oh, oh five and a half points a year? Okay. Um, <laughs> Averaging twenty. Ben Simmons has been a rookie for like eight years, so I don't know. Like, have he still the youngest guy that doing it? Um, yeah, Philly teams like, well, I got two good rookies that are not really. Rookies. Doing it. I'm ah. This is a, this is a little bit tough because I don't know. I would I would guess it's either Zinger or Simmons, unless I'm totally missing. I don't want to just keep stalling if I if I'm getting it wrong. Oh wait, uh, no, Tatum's not averaging twenty a game. I don't think. No, no, no. that's a little too much for, for J Tate. 
Um, so I just talk about there are a lot players. of really good young players. There's so many good like, young players in that like 15 to 19 point range too that are, you know, just need a, a different role. Yeah. And they they would probably be at 20 if they just had a couple more shots. Like they're efficient enough to score. Just ah, uh, you know, a little feel, bit too young. Yeah, I feel like I'm missing someone here. I'm not sure if Simon, you know, I, was, uh, I should look at the full list of, of points per game. I mean, I'm gonna guess Kristaps uh, Zinger. Kristaps is 22. 22. The youngest NBA player to score 20 or more points is Devin Booker at oh, 21. 21 points per game, yeah. Uh, yeah, the obvious... Uh, Wait, I'll drink with you yeah. if in 10 seconds you could name the other 21-year-old who's slightly older, 20 or more point per game score. 10 seconds. Oh, damn. 20-year-old player. Brent Simmons? It's D'Angelo Russell. Ah, D-Russ. Oh, man. He's eight months older than Devin Booker. But they're both averaging over 20 points a game, yeah. That's wild, man. Like, you know, thank God, you know, L.A. made the smart call. What the fuck? You know, like, Jesus Christ. That's depressing unless you own the Lakers pick should it fall between two and five. Then it's Ooh. fucking exciting. Uh, uh, wow, that's, that's Holy fuck, did you guys win that trade? Holy you fuck. have Tatum. Holy and they fuck. Have a, they have a, the <laughs> ultimate hypothetical player. Yeah, it's he's, perfect. He's not even player. injured. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not ready to play. He's yeah. just not ready. He's just not. Colts is just... He's not There's mentally all there. He's just, he's just not ready. Yeah, what the fuck, man? That's a, I mean, talk about, that's just going to be, going back to the draft, and I'm not just avoiding the whiskey right now, this is going to be some of the that's greatest. That's definitely what you're doing. There's going to be some of the greatest what-ifs to come out of this last year's draft, I think. Uh, yeah. I think, like, you know, we look at all the top ten. We already talked, kind of touched on one. What if, you know, New York had taken uh, Dennis Smith Jr.? Right now, these guys are only in their first couple of weeks in the league. You know, it's, uh, it's way too soon to tell. But down the line, as these guys careers start to diverge and go in different directions. It's going to be one of the great all-time what-if drafts, and that trade is certainly going to be one of the top uh, top things there. So, Sam, are you teasing a 2017 hypothetical redraft for <laughs> one of our future pods? Oh, that'd be I amazing. I think it's coming up. I think it's coming up. Look out for that one. I just keep drafting Tatum in every single spot. All right, uh, here we go. Uh, little teachers for the teacher down the hatch. All right, uh, yeah, I'm 0 for 1. You're 1 for 1. I wasn't feeling that today. I knew I was coming in. Uh, I knew I was going to struggle. Bam. When you first started talking about that, I thought you were going to ask me which cartoon was the uh, the meme fist from. Arthur? <laughs> yeah. Did you watch Arthur growing up? I, I did, yeah. PBS. My, my mom was really into PBS. That's one of the funniest like, things. We need about... public broadcasting. We need free free TV that you have to like donate to. There's been like multiple podcast segments from some of my favorite podcasters devoted to how they don't understand the Arthur fist. Like Chris Vernon just could not get it. Zach Lowe was like he's an aardvark or what? Or was it? Or was it back? Was it? Was it Howard Beck like on Zach Lowe? Yeah, they had no idea. They were so they were so thrown off by the Arthur fist. I didn't watch Arthur. I think I was kind of like out of the cartoons at that point. I'm a little bit older than you, so I think I've graduated uh, cartoons by Arthur age. But I mean, Arthur is not like cool or interesting. He's like he was on PBS, the public broadcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like he was. The writers were like the writers of like the National Librarian Fund or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, should Arthur drink Coca-Cola after 5 p.m.? It's like, no, he needs to sleep. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, it was the worst show. There was nothing ever happened. His sister and, was a real bitch, right? She was like a real, like... I, yeah. you, I, I don't remember this. No, yeah. no way. No? I think everyone was just really nice. And, I thought the uh, sister was a real piece of work. 
Yeah, and the fact that you would had a clinched fist is pretty amazing. I think that might be part of it. Because was that the most like aggressive thing Arthur did? I don't think it was ever even aggressive. I think yeah. it was just like someone's like, "Don't lose this coin" or something. It's like, oh, yeah. there was no anger attached to that fist. But uh, all right, cool. We're, we're wandering off into meme land. Let's get, let's get it back on track. That's a great one. That's a great question. I should have thought of Devin Booker because he he only dropped seventy points on my Celtics last year. So we got Booker and D'Angelo at twenty one. Wow. Uh, Porzingis 22? and Towns at twenty two. Impede, a geriatric, 23. Yeah, 23 years old. Wow. Uh, that's a, a lot of exciting young players. Killing it. Uh, let's let's stick with the young guns right now. Um, let's stick with the young guys. Um, going into the season, Matt, this is not the question, but just like a little teaser. Like going into the season, we were both excited in terms of NBA futures for one race above all others. What, do you remember which one was the one that we were most excited about? Which race? Asians. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. The, the, oh, the Western and Eastern Conference. Okay. Wrong race, yeah. Shit, sorry. Wrong race. Uh, Spoiler alert for our travel podcast. <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, I think we got the Eastern Conference race. Uh, no, sorry. It should have been more. The individual awards. Rookie of the Year was the one I thought oh, we yeah, talked yeah, yeah. about. Being like, this is going to be the most exciting one to watch. These rookies. All There's a lot year. of races. This that, class. that was one of them. Yeah, that was one of them. We did a lot of gambling. There's Pacific Islander. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of gambling stuff in the, in the beginning. Um, and... Uh, and it's just kind of been a, it's kind of been actually, in terms of, it hasn't been a disappointing rookie class, but in terms of a, a rookie of the year race, it's been rather disappointing as it seems that, barring injury, Ben Simmons is going to sew this thing up. Not even close. I mean, he is just, uh, he is he's a man out there. Um, so right now, if you look at the odds for rookie of the year, Ben Simmons is far and away the favorite, basically even odds, uh, maybe minus 110 um, or, uh, to, 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 to pick him up. Uh, behind him, there are five players tied with the same odds uh, after Ben Simmons, tied for basically the second best odds. Okay. And I, I figured I'd pitch you um, five players, and if you can name, uh, give me, if you can name three of the five, I'll say you got this question. So there's five players directly behind Ben Simmons. Directly behind Ben Simmons, their odds are all the same for our rookie of the year. And I gotta get three out of five. Yeah. And of course, I can't miss any. If I miss one, then the question's over. Uh, yeah, if that's, yeah, yeah let's do sure. that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, right. that'll make it good, yeah. So, hmm, you gotta get like John Collins. I think Lonzo Ball still has a lot of buzz around him for some reason, you know, playing in L.A. Yeah. Um, it is an odds question. Tatum, for sure, is uh, one of, I'll just go out and say Tatum. Tatum, yes, okay. Tatum is, is so one of five, yeah. That's yeah. one. You've got one, so, yeah. so there's, I need to name two of the next four. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, these are not my name. Yeah, yeah, no, it's working through, yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, you know, actually, I haven't seen John Collins play. I don't think I've seen Atlanta. I think it's the one team I haven't watched. <laughs> not, <laughs> not a coincidence. Um, but I, I hear he's doing big things. Um, okay, I'll say Dennis Smith and Donovan Mitchell. Bang and bang, you are dead on, yeah. Who's Donovan Mitchell, two? Dennis Smith, uh, Tatum, and then a pair of teammates from Los Angeles. Oh, shit, Kuzma. 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 Kuz and Ball are Kuzma both, and Lonzo Ball good. still in there. Yeah, Kuzma yeah. actually looking like a rookie of the year candidate. Ball looking like a guy who people will still put money on because they heard about his dad on TV. <laughs> his dad's beefing with Holy Donald Trump. Yeah. fuck. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been trying to work this into our podcast and my little opening pun about talking about, like, uh, this week, uh, the biggest racist, sexist person in the... Uh, in the uh, USA media 
strikes again, and hopefully you would say Trump, and I would say, of course, LeVar Paul. Like, LeVar Paul, just, yeah. Everything he says is, is ridiculous, but he's also said some racist and sexist things. And yeah. now these two, the two biggest, the two biggest it's are amazing. squared off. It's amazing to and, be the battle of the worst person ever. But, I mean, what a marketing move. This, this is the marketing move. I'm not one to talk about marketing moves, but holy fuck, this is the one. His yeah. middle son was in jail. His oldest son is flopping, not playing fourth quarters in yeah. consecutive games. And now LeVar is on CNN, yeah. national media. Yeah. as like the hero. Yeah, standing up to Donald as, Trump. Yeah, as I mean, the hero. I mean, like, look at the way that, like, fuck. it's such a brilliant thing because look at the way, like, the, in 2017, 2017, like, athletics has become pitted against politics with the NBA. Yeah, sure. With, sorry, sorry, the NFL, like, anthem protests, uh, you know, leading uh, um, into, like, the NBA season. Like, it's, 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 you're right. It's a genius, savvy marketing move. And now it's, his son is not going to be remembered as the guy who shoplifted in China like a moron. He's remembered as the as the guy like that 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 caused the feud between Lavar and Donald, you know? Like And Lavar's not gonna be seen as a bad dad who like raised his kids to do that. Yeah. He's yeah, he's got yeah. I mean if Lavar just went away, like I'm really sorry I I I failed. Yeah. You know, and it went away, that would be the narrative. But in like four days he completely flips it around. Completely flips it. He is he he has the media by the balls. He's definitely got them right there. Back to the rookie of the year stuff. This is a. I have a proposal I want to run by here. Just like this is a real quick like tangent on the side here. I want to see what you think about this. So I think rookie of the year um, is it disappointing as a race because of Ben Simmons' dominance in the field. Uh, so I have I have a proposal. Like what what's stopping the NBA from doing this? Here's what I, I, okay. I suggest: is that uh, the next time that the uh, the Milwaukee plays Philadelphia, preferably in Philadelphia, uh, the NBA forces Malcolm Brogdon to give his Rookie of the Year award to Ben Simmons. Because Ben Simmons properly should have been a rookie the previous year. Right. And last year's Rookie of the Year race was fucking horrible. It was, it was between Dario and Brogdon down to, the, down to the wire. It was a horrible... So forget about last year's Rookie of the Year. Give that one to Ben Simmons. And guess what? Hey, Ben, that's your Rookie of the Year award. Now it opens it back up to the field of all the remaining hmm. rookies. What do you think about this idea? Like he was like a placeholder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Brogdon was like the placeholder. Ben Simmons came back in. You know, like, he should have been a rookie last year. He gets 2016's Rookie of the Year award. Great job. 2016, 2017 Rookie of the Year. So then does Brogdon get to be reclassified as a rookie? Or he just missed it? No, no. Brogdon, Brogdon gets to back up Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> well, is. Brogdon should get something. Uh, he he can, played. Yeah. I mean, the best ability is availability. Maybe a nice, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know. A like ribbon? A ribbon? Couple a like, medallion? A certificate from Ikea for his apartment in, in Milwaukee. Like, whatever. I'm fine with... Ikea Why does Brogdon need to win? That was the worst Rookie of the Year race I can remember in, in being history watching. Like, it's like, who's going to get it? Brogdon, Sarge, oh. or 31 games of Embiid. Skipping, yeah, like, refreshing Dario Sarge's stats. Oh, he played 16 minutes of the oh, tight Redmond loss last night. Damn. Yeah, it's like, oh. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I like Brogdon as a cog, but come on, like, let's get Simmons out of the field for this year and return it back to these players, these guys, Mitchell Smith, Tatum Ball, Kuzma, all neck and neck, and you know, like I mentioned, the young man in Atlanta, um, and some of the other guys who are, are going to continue to come on throughout the year. I mean, awesome rookie class. Yeah. All right. Well, I wasn't going to do this one next, but uh, since we've talked about two of these guys uh, in your question, all right, this is kind of a, a wonky question. This this question for our podcast is a visual element, but mm-hmm. I, I assume our listeners are somewhat NBA fans, and I think they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, Sam, I'm going to ask you, who 
do I think has the worst hair in the NBA? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and before we get into this, we yeah. got to leave off some honorable mentions. Yeah. One, as you just mentioned, Lonzo Ball. He had the worst hair. He would have been yeah. my answer. He had this like Mario mushroom haircut that God, for some yeah. reason no one ever talks about how bad his hair is. It was terrible. But yes. he got a haircut looking flat. Okay, yeah. Jeremy Lin. <laughs> dreads <laughs> pretty bad but not currently like playing in the NBA so yeah, yeah. those are the honorable you give the pass okay yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. so we got three choices and again I apologize to our listeners if you're not familiar with their hair but if you just google these players you will instantly see what I'm talking the about the hair so, pop, uh, pop, pop, pop. yeah you can pause the podcast yeah. you can google while you're listening to the podcast we don't like to have visual elements but I think uh, I think it's appropriate yeah. number one Alfred Payton Alfred Payton, okay. Looks like he's wearing a hat. A perennial <laughs> worst like hair. Looks like he's wearing like a, a baseball cap, but it's actually <laughs> his hair. He's got like a duck bill flip <laughs> on the front. I I don't know anyone who rocks that. Like I, I don't see that like a crossover with hip hop. I just see him. I don't see anyone giving him dab. I don't see him dating models or celebrities. No. I don't see how I could be wrong that that's a horrible hair. That's a horrible hair. <laughs> yes, yes, it strikes. He's a yeah perennial worst hair in the league favorite. Yeah. Number two, you're thinking style, you're yeah. thinking Europeans. The number two worst haircut in the NBA is Dario Saric. Dario Saric has this weird, like, he pulls all of his hair down over his face, like mm-hmm. an emo, like, <laughs> <laughs> like an emo, like, Dance Dance Revolution player or yeah, something. Yeah. He looks like a Eurovision singer, basically, yeah. <laughs> he looks so goofy. Like, if he just, like, flipped it back and got rid of his little, like, mustache. I'm counting the mustache with the hair. Okay, okay, good. Hair. That's important. That's important. Facial hair. Also hair. hair. I'm counting both of these together. It's just, he looks horrible. I feel like European guys always come over with flair and style and, and like, just swag. And this guy just looks so goofy and so <laughs> weird. And he's a good player, like... Why does he just like? You think Euro hair? You think Gallinari, the rooster? You think yeah, the rooster? Yeah, the rooster, yeah. or like, or flip it back like Rudy Fernandez, or keep it short. Yeah. You know, like, not Rubio now. Rubio looks yeah. pretty homeless, but Rubio in the past looked pretty sharp with the little yeah, half yeah, beard. Europeans like seem to know like too much about haircuts, right? Like to be yeah. like the thing, like the guy spends too much time on his hair. Exactly. No, no, yeah. Like he, Dario flipping the script. Yeah. Exactly. That's why he's playing better this year. <laughs> And this is one of the deeper cuts, so please Google Dario Sarge 2017. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Number three, this is a this is a combination haircut that I've yeah. seen a lot around the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's sort of like I love this question. But it's sort of like Rufio from Hook, yeah. the Robin Williams Peter Pan movie Hook, where Rufio and the Lost Boys they have this like weird sort of like they pull their hair back, but it doesn't stop at the top of their head. It goes all the way back to their neck. Mm-hmm. So this is led by. Devin Booker, Alan Crabb, there's a bunch of players like this. I'm going to show Sam the visual element. I'm sorry for all of our listeners. I'm just going to show him a quick visual element. All right. So, Sam, how would you describe this haircut for oh, us? Oh, Christ, you, yeah. You're a man of many words. This is the Devin Booker haircut. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a black mullet, basically. It's like a mullet for, for, for black people. You know, yeah. if your hair, if you have hair that, like, can do, it's like a mullet afro. It's a, yeah, denser hair, like, yeah. Party in the back and a little bit on top, and then you know business casual along the sides, like a tight a tight trim along the sides. It's a thick mohawk. mohawk. Yeah, it's a, it's a thick mohawk. It's a mullet. It's a mullet hawk. A mullet hawk. A mullet hawk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm seeing this around the league a lot. Yeah. There were a bunch of other players who have it too. Yeah. And I just no one looks good with it. No one's pulling it off. <laughs> it reminds me of LeBron's neck beard in like 2009. <laughs> just like what a are you classic doing? So, in the uh, yeah, in the annals of of poor NBA hairstyles. So sure. Sam. 
Which so I have to predict which one of these offends you most personally? Uh, can you open your your laptop just to make sure? I don't know if we're charging fully. There we go. Um, which one offends you the most? Which one? Well, like I actually said, which one is the worst? But yeah, yeah. offends me the most. Yeah. Most is a pretty good. Uh, uh, I think you like kind of built into it with Alf Alfred Payton. He's such a perennial loser with that. Uh, the other one was, uh, you know, I I'm tempted. So I'm really, I'm really torn between the, the the second and the third. I'm pouring you a shot here. Yeah. <laughs> um, the third, you have that non-specific because it could be multiple players, but you definitely have very strong opinions about that general hairstyle. I kind of feel like you're you're a person who hates to see wasted potential, and I feel like Darius Sarge could be a kind of a smooth operating. Like good-looking uh, European swingman banging guy, instead he's fucking rocking this weird uh, mustache. I feel like you'd be more upset by his wasted potential than you would by the goofy cuts sported by other people around the league. I'm gonna guess B. Dario Saric is the one that offends you the most. You're probably right, but it's actually D. All of the above. So I'll take this <laughs> shot. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yeah. All of the above. The I hate those haircuts so bad. It's so hard watching Saric. Alfred, I don't watch him too much as a joke. And these bad haircuts around the league, like Devin Booker. What are you doing? What are you doing? Get your hair. Fix your hair. You guys are millionaires. Woo. That's a fantastic question. I can't Worth the that shot was... just to throw some shade. That was like, that's like a 10 minute. That was fantastic. Um, all right, man. Woo. All right, that's a tough one to follow, but we're going we're gonna to dive. We're going to dive into it. Um, what do I got? I got three more for you here. All right. Um, well, okay, uh, one of the things I wanted to get into before we do our NBA recap, uh, we just had one of the classic games of, the, of this of this early season, this young season so far, uh, with the Golden State Warriors going in to uh, the Boston Garden. You know how fucked up I am? I thought for sure you were talking about the Lakers 76ers. Game. Oh, yeah, that was also, I mean, I think in a different way, that was also one of the classic games of the early season. That was more like this breakout performance for a player who might be a generational talent, whereas... The other one, I think, is more relevant to this season. The other one might be more relevant to the NBA as a whole in season to yeah. come. So, um, yeah, the final score, Golden State Warriors 88, Boston Celtics 92, extending that win streak right there. Ooh, um, two good defenses. Yeah, two, uh, two excellent defenses keyed in. And Golden State Warriors, 88 points held to under 90 points. Uh, which is not something that happens very frequently. In fact, the uh, the last time you have to talk about the Golden State Warriors being held to under 90 points, you have to go back to March 11th of 2017. That's the last time they scored less than 90. That was last spring, basically. Um, a game that they lost 85 to 107. Uh, and they lost to one of their uh, Western Conference rivals, uh, holding them under 90 points. What was the last team? That held the Golden State Warriors under 90 points. Huh. In the entire playoff run, they were not held under 90, so this is a regular season game uh, of March of March 11th, 2017. You could have told me the last time they were held under 100 was March 11th, 2017. Basically, yeah. there were a couple, there were like two 90-point games like to get that 90 threshold or whatever like that to go back, but yeah. It's pretty amazing. It's insane, yeah. So You could say under 120 sometimes. It's insane. <laughs> Their box scores are ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so the teams that give uh, the Golden State Warriors troubles are, are the bigger teams, especially the teams that can muck it up. So the Grizzlies come to mind. Uh, I think, I believe in March, okay, New Orleans would have had Boogie Cousins, so... <laughs> Sam with the sparkling water. Hasn't moved in an hour, but it was so shook up that, like, even an hour hasn't settled. Okay, all right. Keep going. I'm thinking... New Orleans Pelicans, yeah, go for it, man. New Orleans Pelicans, yes, I've used my, 
Use my only good towel to clean, <laughs> clean the floor. Clean your clothes. I yeah. thought for sure it had settled by now. Fuck. All right. Oh, seltzer spill. I mean, if it's not Full if it's pot. not the Pelicans or the the Grizzlies, if it's not one of these big teams, then I, I'd be guessing. So I, I have to choose this, one of these two teams. And I think the Grizzlies are really good at mucking it up. <coughs> Last year, their roster had a lot of injuries. But Fizdale, man, he just he kept bringing out these rosters of just players who can fit the system, muck up the game, like uh, just limit the possessions. Big night for the word muck on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our Canadian I, fan. I might have used it too much. I might be mucking it up. But uh, I'm going to go with the Grizzlies. Mm. A great choice. They had that uh, notorious playoff series where it looked like they were going to pierce they, uh, the Warriors never the building until they just stopped guarding Tony Allen, your favorite 40-point, <laughs> 40%. Elite shooter. Elite yeah, shooter. Um, elite shooter. No, sorry. The, uh, uh, their, their Western Conference rivals, uh, maybe I should have mentioned, like, uh, maybe I should have phrased it as contender because that is kind of a hard question. It was the San Antonio Spurs. Ooh. The San Antonio Spurs were the last team before the Boston Celtics to hold the Golden State Warriors to under 90, so that streak went back to March of 2017. The previous streak before that was only three days because they were held to 86 points in an 86-95 to 95 loss to the Boston Celtics last year in March. Celtics play them well. The Celtics play them well. Brad's... Oh, okay. Now let's get into it now. I, I heard on a popular podcast that I really like, they said, would you trade Simmons or Embiid? For Brad Stevens and the the person Scott, I can't remember which podcast it mm-hmm. was. Zach Lowe, Bill Simmons, the starter, yeah. something. Someone who's who's smart and respectable. They said no, I would not trade either of these players for Brad Stevens. And I yeah. thought I'd probably trade them both. And if if you had Brad Stevens just for like your your dude for twenty years, this guy might be the best coach. I think Popovich one, Brad mm-hmm. Stevens two. I I think it's the same fucking thing. Like yeah. no Horford for a lot of these games. Kyrie was out for a couple of games. No, uh, Gordon Hayward, the whole season, and all these like scrubs and rookies and everything. Yeah. Just fucking just they can't stop losing. They play so well too. It's not like yeah. holy shit. Like uh, some some dude is just like seven for ten off the bench from downtown, seating yeah. like, like a chucker. It's no. It's like they run their offense. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's in the offense. They just keep fucking running the offense, and it keeps working. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think Stephen like. I'm, Aside from Rookie of the Year, uh, Stevens, Coach of the Year, and Danny Ainge, Executive of the Year, have to look like two of the most promising, like, locks. Like, how do you not like the what, what Danny Ainge has done with this roster, too? Like, yeah. I mean, all credit to Stevens for the way he's put together and everything that he's gone down with it. But, like, God damn, that roster, just the, 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 the wings coming off the bench, it, just, it, make, it makes so much sense. The team makes so much sense. They look so good. Can you imagine if you get a top five pick next year after the, the Lakers? Yeah. I, I mean, I can absolutely imagine that. That's why I refresh the standings cool. every day a couple times. I mean, yeah, absolutely insane what they've been able to do. Yeah, so the Celtics, um, you hesitate to say have a team's number when that team's won two of the past three NBA championships. I don't think anyone has the Warriors' number. But there certainly is something to the fact that the Celtics play them well. That 73-win season, one of their only losses was Boston going into Golden State and beating them. And a lot of time we, we used to think, it was like, oh, that's kind of like an Avery Bradley on Steph Curry thing. Bradley plays Curry really, really tough yeah. one-on-one. Um, whole new cast of characters, and the results have been the same. The Celtics give the Warriors trouble. Now, I think any team coming into TD Bank North Garden, when the, when the crowd is hyped as they were for that you know primetime game, this early season showdown, these young team, of course they're, they're super, super excited for it. I think any team would have had trouble in Boston that night. Yeah, 
And the last thing I want to say about this is, I saw some stuff about like Golden State missing shots or something. These are two of the best defenses in the NBA. Yeah. And what happens when you have really good defense is there's just not a lot of open shots. So yeah. you end up missing shots. It's not Golden State like got unlucky. Mm, yeah. Just, there weren't open shots. There weren't open shots. And, and, and when they did have semi-open looks, it was normally, it's like, you know, like, yes, okay, Draymond got an open look. You know, like, yeah, well, yeah. you live with that. You know, when you got Curry, Clay, and Durant out there, you're like, okay. You know, like, that that means that the, the, the defense is definitely keyed in on stopping those the prime guys. And, man, I hope this is the finals because that was fun to watch. It was, it was fun to watch. such a fun Because game. it's not LeBron or Kobe or one of these players going one-on-one yeah. versus a good defense. They were Both teams were just pinging the ball around. Yeah. Just pass, 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 shoot. Yeah. And, oh, tough defense we missed. Or, oh, we, shit, we broke it up and we got to lay in. Like, yeah. it was fun to watch each possession of that there game. There was, like, 11 lead changes in the, in the fourth Fucking quarter. It was Down by 17 points twice. Boom, yeah. Insane. Okay, well, yeah. we got to speed this one up. Yeah. Sam, I got one for you. Lonzo Ball. Oh, you need a drink for that uh, Spurs miss. I already did. Oh, cheers. All right, no, nice. I didn't. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Little teacher's for you. I'll pour you. I'll pour you. I'll pour you. So, Sam, Lonzo Ball. Yes. Possible rookie of the year. Sam. Oh, sorry. Is that Sam the healthy poor. It, it's a deceptive bottom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll let you <laughs> it's all right. I'm, I'm, oh, a deceptive bottom, bottom sounds like something you meet in the wrong part of San Francisco. <laughs> all right, I swore to you. It was a girl. When I met her, it was a girl. No, nope, it was a deceptive bottom. She left for two hours. I don't know what happened then, but when yeah. I met her, that bottom was a girl. But uh, Lonzo Ball, this season, he's uh, he's got, got a lot of wonky games. I think he's got two or possibly three triple doubles. But Sam, does he have more points per game, rebounds per game, or assists per game? Oh Christ, that's interesting, man. Uh, what is his highest? Uh, the thing is, like you, you you'd want to like we make fun of his scoring, but it, it only takes one or two big games to to get that scoring up. You know, like a couple thirty point games. But I don't even know if he's been up there like that. Twenty seven against Phoenix, the second game. Yeah, that was his high for the season. That was his high for the season, and then I know that like his. Ah, uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, in the interest of, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna guess, I'm just gonna come right out with my, with my gut instinct. I don't think a couple games. I think he's scored zero, but I think he's been really consistent at, at rebounding. I think his rebounding is the highest. <laughs> Trick question. Points per game. Ah, you son of a bitch! <laughs> Such a dirtbag question. All right, four of course. Of course. How could not? I was like, why would you ask me that if it was points? <laughs> what is no, it? no, this one is really close. Actually, Sam, there's this. this <laughs> is... You proceed to pour half a shot into your pillow, another half into the cup. All right, cool. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. so he's got 8.9 points per game, 7.1 rebounds per game, and 7.1 assists per game. Wow. This guy is not averaging double, fi- double figures in, in any, any category. Any category, yeah, yeah. Except for fourth quarter minutes on the bench. <laughs> he says, and Matt enjoys himself a healthy laugh at his own joke. That's good. It's All good, right, you got me. Good. You got me. You got me. You, you honey dicked me into the rebounds per game. It's close, though. I mean, we're talking it about is close. I did. Uh, yeah. Just rounded up is nine seven seven. Like that's yeah. fucking close. That's wildly bad. Can he break ten for the season? <laughs> what the happened to like the like? I've never heard of any player, and maybe we can get into this on a later podcast. We, we should speed up through the rest of our questions. We can talk about this maybe to come back to. I've never heard the narrative flip around a guy's shooting as fast as the Lonzo. Like, people came in being like, he is an elite passer and like spot-up shooter. 
like he will struggle to get his shot off like one on one or like drive, but like, but he has like he's got NBA range. He'll bomb from long distance. He'll pull up. Like he was in a. Am I totally misremembering that he was like considered an elite shooter as a prospect, and then into the league? It's like, well, no, he's just a terrible shooter. He's just mm. a terrible like it's and it, and people act like they never said that he was an elite shooter in college. Like it, it well, confuses me. It's a very confusing guy to follow. The problem is he has a slow release, and NBA yeah. players are just longer. So that's yeah. the problem. His shot's not getting blocked, but like the extra like half second it takes him to get the shot off. Yeah. The defender is, you know, a foot higher. His hand is a foot higher in the air. Yeah. So now, now it's in his face, or it's uh, affecting the trajectory. So I think that's kind of the biggest problem. How but, amazing is it in one of the most loaded drafts in 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 recent years? The top two picks might have to completely retool their shots in the offseason. Like, yeah, but but yeah. one of them having done so preemptively and then yeah. fucking up his shoulder. But I think that's actually what's gonna happen. I think they've invested so much in Lonzo, and I think he does have. I I don't know. I think his vision's a little bit overrated because like he was so good at getting the outlet pass. Yeah. And now it seems like okay, when Lonzo gets the rebound, he's gonna outlet pass. Yeah. Just and have so someone just who's like, seven foot and like can run like just in anywhere. You know, like yeah, just, you can't throw outlet passes over NBA guy the same right. way. Right. Or, or just intercept them. Know that it's coming. Like yeah. he's not gonna dribble up. He's gonna bomb it down court. Yeah. You've he's got John Wall it. there, like a wide receiver speed, just <laughs> <laughs> coming down. Yeah. But uh, I do think Lonzo Ball will have next offseason to change his shot yeah. and I, I do believe in Lonzo Ball's career yeah I wonder if like uh, I feel like has the success of this rookie class and some of the previous rookie seasons has it been like has it kind of warped our expectation for rookies especially rookie point guards like the, have they kind of like put a, like a, a kind of warped our expectations for what these guys are realistically going to be capable of doing this early into their careers like it's uh, I thought that I mean generally assumed that like your rookie point guard shouldn't even be starting, and then now right. we have this system where it's like, well, if you're gonna lose, you might as well, you might as well, if you're gonna suck, you might as well suck a lot, and then so let, let rookie point guards get their mistakes, do that stuff, and they're like, um, I don't know. You look at some guys like Emmanuel Mudiay, and, and they haven't turned it around, you know, after those rough rookie outings. But at this, I, yeah, I still believe that Lonzo can figure it out. Does the Seventy Sixers invent the best model? Should players just not play their rookie year, just be on the team and like travel around? With the team, and then and then it's a redshirt year. Yeah, just do a redshirt year. Is that a better idea? I don't know. Uh, yeah, Fultz, Fultz is doing it now. Fultz is good redshirt. Yeah, he's, he's, he's and uh, Sam still. Yeah, I've been eye fucking that whiskey. I've been eye. I, 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 I noticed you always go on these deep dives <laughs> right before. It's my shot. Weird. Uh, the teachers is actually way smoother than the grass, though. This is actually this is, oh, this is enjoyable. Yeah, this is the high. This is the high and peat malt. Yeah. Very peaty. Gotta get that peat. Yeah, Petey, uh, Petey. Island, uh, the, the Pete. <laughs> I missed the Pete. <laughs> the pungent Petiness. Ooh. No matter Ooh. how smooth, whiskey with no chaser. Never We're talking about no chaser. Never I got a seltzer down here. Oh, man, it must be nice. I just have to soak it out of your fucking rug. Um, all right. What you got for me? Give me, I your, got give it. me your worst. Let's do a quick one right here. All right, I want you to tell me. You know we love... Uh, here on Dunky very much. We love we love looking at divisions. No one talks about oh, divisions. Yeah. No one talks divisions. about divisions as much as we do. Dude, Southeast this year? We are big division guys. Um, I want you to tell me which division has the most total wins in the NBA this year. <clears throat> okay, it's definitely not the the Southwest division. That's the Warriors division. <laughs> the Warriors are whatever, like thirteen and two. 
and no one else is even sniffing 500. Holy shit, yeah. that division's bad. You got the Kings, Suns, Clippers, Lakers. They're all like... I, I think the Clip, I think the Lakers are seven and eleven. The, I think the more I think the Warriors have a good chance to win that division. I think the Warriors are shot. <laughs> How much? <laughs> bet one million dollars to win a hundred dollars. Yeah, seriously, like yeah. It's like the easiest hundred dollars ever. You would make more money. Spending it at a Filipino disco. <laughs> I don't know how, but it's still a better investment. Somehow, the it's still a better investment. Yeah, yeah. Just, just by stimulating the economy and you being a part of that economy, like it just grows. Yeah, better. Somehow grow. works. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, the Northwest Division. We talked about this before, but I brought up the idea that maybe the Northwest Division is the best division. Mm-hmm. Just, just top to bottom. We got the yeah. the Jazz, the the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Thunder, and the Wolves. Mm-hmm. And each team is, uh, I believe, has a winning record. Except for the Thunder, I think yeah. the Thunder are like seven and eight or something like that. Yeah, just under. But uh, you know, it's hard to imagine any team. Uh, I'll I'll walk I'll walk through it. The uh, the Spurs and uh, the Spurs and Rockets are doing great. Mm-hmm. But Memphis, Dallas, and I'm probably missing a team that's in there. Not too many wins there. Yeah, what kills you in this one is teams at the bottom. Because the, the difference with like a, a team that has three wins and another division has a team with five wins at the bottom, like those two wins, you know, matter just as much as wins at the top. It's the teams at the bottom that really. Kill. Yeah, and when it goes to the East Coast, I do get my divisions mixed up. There's the, like the Atlantic, the Northeastern. <laughs> there's what there's there's some wonky divisions. Yeah. Um, and the Eastern Conference. There's basically oh there's God. like there's like the Wizards Heat division. There's the Milwaukee Cavaliers division, and there's the Celtics Raptors division. Well, that that really helps me a lot. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. So Celtics Raptors Raptors are doing well. Celtics. I think the Knicks are probably in that division. The, the, mm, okay. I'm. I'm. That's looking interesting. The Knicks. Um, the Nets. No, not so much. But there's there's some wins in there. I think. Uh, the, the Midwest, I believe it's called, the uh, Milwaukee-Cleveland Pacers. Holy shit, this, 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 uh, this is going to be close. The East is a juggernaut. I, I hate that narrative. Bill Simmons <laughs> tweeted out, wow, can we all like admit we were wrong about the Western Conference dominance? Like, no, no, we can't. No. <laughs> Sorry, no. The top three teams, I mean, I love the Celtics, but like the top three teams in a seven-game series is yeah. at least 50-50. The yeah. Spurs, and, Spurs with Kawhi. And Rockets. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I love the Celtics. I, I, I love, love the Celtics. Celtics. I'm, a, like, I'm a huge Celtics fan. I watched that game, and, like, you watched that game. Like, the, the, the Celtics, like, you talk about the picking it around. Like, it, it was harder. It looked harder for the Celtics to it, score. It looked it's harder for them. Yeah. Like, the, the Warriors did. They didn't, overperformed. Yeah, Warriors the Warriors the, the Warriors did miss a few, sh- and they were contested shots with good defense yep. being played. But like they, those guys make those shots. Those yeah. guys are so good. Like at least like a higher percentage, a yeah. slightly higher percentage. Yeah, but um, so yeah, fuck that narrative. Uh, hmm. You, you know, I re- I really like that. Uh, I really like that Celtics Raptors division. Celtics Raptors Knicks. They're all winning records. Uh, who else? The the Nets. The Nets are not too bad. I think that, I think this I think this question is really close. I think it's not the South. It's definitely not the the Warriors division, the the West, whatever that is. And then it's not the Southwest with the 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 Rockets, Spurs. It could be Pacific Northwest, which which uh, I believe only one team is in the Pacific Northwest. 
being the Blazers. Um, <laughs> Southeast, I think the Southeast, fuck no. I think you got the Magic, the Heat. Um, no, nah, no way. Charlotte Hornets, no way. I think I think it's got to be the the Atlantic. You said the Boston Raptors is the Atlantic, right? Yep. I think it's gonna be that or the Pacific Northwest, which could be just the Northwest. I could be wrong. Uh, you say we love divisions, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bigger fan as I thought We're I was. We're giving more time to divisions than other other podcasts, man. I'm a. I'm gonna go the Atlantic. You're absolutely right. It's the oh, Atlantic man. Division. But it's got to be close. You got some numbers? Uh, it's actually not that close. Wow. The Atlantic Division has 51 wins. Okay. The next highest was, I believe you were right on, it was the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I think they're around 44 wins. I kind of, I, I just double-checked it real quick right there. Um, Boston has 16 wins now, which is, you know, three more than even the, the Warriors. Toronto has 11 wins. The Knicks have nine. The 76ers are also in that division. Okay. Nine wins. And Brooklyn is the worst team with six wins. Yeah. Brooklyn is the best worst division team with six wins. So of all the other divisions, so top to bottom. Actually, sorry, excuse me, except for the Northwest. But the Northwest, they have like Thunder seven. They're like ten, 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 nine, eight, and there's one team with seven or something like that. So it's like yeah, but they don't have any team that's up there sixteen, and even as high as Toronto with eleven. And then the Knicks, like the second worst team, has nine wins in the Atlantic. It's it's Philadelphia. Uh, That division is fifty one wins. Is is. Yeah, again, like the next highest is like maybe mid forties. That was a tough one. I hope it was enjoyable to listen for that because <laughs> it was enjoyable for me to think it through. Yeah, the division. Lot, people gotta think about the division. You gotta give some love to the division. Yeah, 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 I hope the Celtics can bring home that Atlantic Division banner that we will hang uh, in the visitors' locker room because that's what we do with division banners in Boston. Green it. eighteen. All right, All right, let's get it going. Yeah, we got it. We got it. I got one more question for you. you got two more for me, and uh, we're we're hanging in. All right, we're gonna pivot. We're going to go from the winners to the losers. Abinanda, yeah. Who, Sam, has the biggest losing streak as of right now? The biggest losing streak in the league right yep. now. Yep. Damn. Oh, biggest losing streak. Big fat loser. Some, taking some L's. Ah, taking some rough ones, huh? There's got to be a team, uh, I guess, I would guess close to the bottom then. Um <laughs> You know, you know, yeah, I, there's a reason that you chose me to co-host this podcast with you, Matt. Like, this, this, this Sam's a pretty sharp just, guy. Just that logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Golden it's State, not a one or two Golden State lost one. Did they, what, what was their next game? No, no, they're probably not them. Never mind. Let's look at the bottom. Well, I luckily I was going through divisions earlier, so I can look at the, the worst division teams. Um, ooh. I'm going to go another quick hitter here because I want to I fire it off. Is it the LA Lakers? It is not. Fuck! But you're very close. <laughs> it is one of my... Preseasons take the over. It's yeah. one of my first week reactions. Fuck yeah, I'm so right. This team is 4 0. Yeah. It is the LA Clippers. Damn, what now, what's happened to the Clippers? 5 like, 9. Mm. Uh, I probably a little worse. But anyway, they lost the last nine games. I, I think it's like maybe like 6 and 10. But man, they've lost nine in a row. Man. Beverly was injured, but now he came back uh, the last game and they still lost. What the? And they haven't played like that hard of a schedule, just a pretty normal schedule. They yeah. got smoked by the 76ers at home. Chile run, don't fuck around. <laughs> Chile run, don't fuck around. Those 76 people, they fucking... Those 76 people. So you, seven, you, you mispronounce it. I always okay. do every time. You mistranslate it. Those 76 um, people. All right, fuck. I had no clue on that one. I, I would have guessed the Bulls. Uh, uh, I but we got to talk about this. Nine games. Nine games. We got to do a follow-up pod about that. In our follow-up pod, we got to talk about what is going on with the Clippers. Because yeah. those are both teams like... That we were like early season, like yes, yes, like this team is. Point Blake looks 
making fucking game winners over the over the Trailblazers. Like it's fucking. I predicted preseason before anyone else did that they won the CP3 trade. Yeah. I was fucking riding so high for yeah. like a week, and now I was like, oh shit, like. CP3 is they seem to be the opposite. What's the opposite of a win-win? A lose-lose, I guess. Yeah, is CP3 trade gonna be a lose. Could be a lose. No, way too early for any any returns on that one. Um, I'm talking because I don't want to drink this, so let me drink it. There you go. Uh, we sip these, right? This is what we do for these ones. We no, we uh, gambei. We that's do the Chinese whole. Chinese for cheers. That's Chinese for bottoms up. Ganbei literally translates to dry cup. Ganbei. That yeah. cup is not looking dry. It's pretty wet, right? Meow. Yeah, pretty. It's pretty. Uh, I don't know how to say wet cup. Probably that probably is a euphemism for something I don't want to talk about. Uh, I mean, you have to give me half a second here. Okay. Um, oh, excellent. So yeah, great statistical category right here. Um, if you look at the NBA leaderboard for uh, the statistic, the leaders in minutes played per game this year, you see a couple people that you might expect. Uh, starting at the the number five spot, you've got Paul George. Uh, Averaging 36 and a half minutes per game. Uh, uh, Drew Holiday, 36.7 minutes per game. Yeah, no one else. That's what happens when you're the only competent shooter on the team. Uh, and a pair of two teammates at number three and two, Chris Middleton, 37.2, and Giannis at 37.8 minutes per game. The top spot is someone that you uh, you might not expect just given you know the, where they are in, the, in this stage of their career. Who is the NBA's leader this year in minutes played per game? I mean, <clears throat> Petey. I think it's LeBron James. It's LeBron. It's LeBron. <laughs> Did you look that one up? Is that your question? No. Too? You no. no, no, no. 37.9? Just, just an NBA fan. and well, just, why? Uh, why, is it, why? Why is this happening? I, I think the team is just struggling. They, just, they don't have anyone else. Mm. I, I think Kevin Love is still great. I think he's really underrated on his team. I hope he gets traded. Uh, I think besides that, the team is just not good. Like, Derek Rose for free, Dwayne Wade for free. I love these contracts. And yeah. Jeff Green for free. I love these contracts. I mean, free meaning, in, like, NBA minimum. Mm -hmm. Via free agency. Which yeah. Is, like, it's free as free can be. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, they're just not good. They're, mm -hmm. they're, just, they're just not a competent team. Kyle Korver won that New York Knicks game. I fucking hated that, like, LeBron James took credit for that. I watched the fourth I'm the king quarter. of New York. Actually, they were no, down, like, 16 points. Kyle Korver was 5 for 5. Like, he was also underrated MVP of LeBron's Halloween party. Kyle Korver with an amazing costume. I it was Willy Wonka? Yeah, he went yeah. as Willy And he okay. brought four, like, people dressed as Oompa Loompas. Apparently they weren't little yeah this was the weirdest recap exactly this podcast now yeah but they just looked like little people because nba people are so tall they were like just kind of not very tall they were like five foot nine which is like a normal kind of height but then next to kyle corver they looked like oh look where'd you get the little people like no this is just my neighbor he's like a normal normal height guy i appreciate that yeah well i don't know yeah it, it's it's a, it's a tough subject but uh i'm, yeah. I'm glad he uh <laughs> didn't hire four little people. This yeah, that'd be a lot. <laughs> Did you watch the videos of the dancing from the Halloween party? No, I just saw the photos. Oh, you see like the LeBron James like dancing as as Pennywise, the uh, the clown. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. He was killing it, and uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas is Easy, of course, doing some dance moves. The dance floor looked very, very empty. I don't know if this like when LeBron hits the floor, people just clear out or whatever like that. No, no, didn't look like the best. Isaiah part. Thomas was <laughs> dancing. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas is going to come back. He and have, can't hit a jump shot, right? He can't, like, play now, but he, he can dance a month ago. I don't know what's going on, man. That's, a, that's another weird injury situation. How about Danny Ainge, though, just murdering two trades at the start of the season? To Like, Jay Crowder 
is does not look like a viable piece of a contender. How right about now. Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas saying in the press conference like, huh, "We're the te- we're the two players that rebuilt that team." Yeah. How about that shit? How about that shit? Those two how about it? motherfuckers. Like, how about it? It's how like, about it? Well, no, I'm, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't go there on IT. I can't go in there with that cock, like garbage play. Garbage. God, you were you were out of garbage line, play. sir. You were out of line, man. You, you were lucky to see his peak. These are the kind of things that if you, I said you were about, lucky to see his peak. If I said this about Caleb Swanigan, you'd swing at me, all right? So this is why. This is why. Keep my hair's letting his name out of your mouth. <laughs> all right, give me your last no, question. Let's okay. wrap it up. This is about an hour of trivia so far. Let's do it. Let's do it. You got one more for me. Uh, Sam, you nailed it. Uh, you nailed By the way, let's just recap uh, very, very quickly. Just recap. I have not been drinking. I'm sober as fuck. My question. I'm sobering up over uh, uh, LeBron James' question about who the Knicks should have drafted over uh, Nicotina was uh, Dennis Smith, which you nailed. Uh, three of the five Rookie of the Year candidates, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Dennis Smith Jr., Jason Tatum, you got that. Ball and Kuzma are the other two behind Ben Simmons. Uh, the last team to hold the Golden State Warriors to under 90 points, being the San Antonio Spurs, was the only one that you missed. Uh, you got the Atlantic Division as having the most wins, and you know that LeBron James is leading the league in minutes per game. You were 4-5 or five on my questions. Or I'm Sam so far two Sam of four. I know uh, I'm one of three, and the one question was just you ranting and then you drank. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly so, it. This one is only for pride. You have beaten me in the trivia round. You have you have you have whipped my ass deservedly. All right, this is which team took the most. Was this bottle full before I got here? <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, I'm working on this bottle, man. This is a one liter. This is a weekend bottle. I had a wild weekend, but uh, not too wild, as you can see. But uh, Sam, there's a there's a huge uptick in three point attempts this year. Right. And at the top is no surprise. Houston is attempting forty four threes a game. Yeah. The second closest team is only thirty four. That's pretty crazy in a league that loves threes. Yeah. Houston's forty four. Yeah. The second closest team is thirty four. Wow. Sam, I want you to name one. Of the top five teams, that's not Houston. Sorry, that's basically two to five mm-hmm. in three-point attempts per game. Wow! So two to five. You name one team. You're right. You're safe. You're wrong. You drink a shot. You just got to name one in that two to five range. Okay. So one of the teams from two to five in the in the, in the attempts per game. Yeah, that's it. Houston's a clear number one. The other team, the other, the other teams shoot uh, 34, 33, 31, 31, 31. Okay. I feel like you're definitely trying to honey dick me into Golden State Warriors. I bet they're like number six or something weird. So I'm not going to say them. That's not my choice. If I say one, I always say one team. And if they're from the two to five, the way you're laughing. Okay. Never mind. Fuck it. I'm not, we're not doing head uh, game. I'm I, doing. I, I, I'll just help you. You're looking a little drunk. All right. No, no, no. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. No, fuck okay, off. Fuck, fuck your help. Fuck your help. I'm super good. All right. Whenever three. someone who's a little bit drunk says they're super good, they're definitely very drunk. They're not. Because if you're I'm, a little bit drunk, you're like, yeah, yeah, I might be a little drunk. Nah. But if you're fucking drunk, like, no, nah, I'm super drunk. I'm not too drunk to deal with your fucking honey dick of a question right now. I fucking, I'm, there, I got this. There's I got no this. honey dick. Get closer to the fucking mic. There's no honey dick. Get closer to the um, All right, so yeah, I feel like you, you, you bait that question, the two through five. So it'll be like, oh, obviously the Warriors have to be one of those teams. I'll say the Warriors. 
And you're like, oh, no, actually, the Warriors are number seventh this year, huh? Holy fuck. <laughs> the Warriors are number seven. Really? Yeah. Fucking hell, yeah. See, I spotted your shit from there a mile away. Yeah, see. Don't, don't go yeah. for my honey dick or whatever. You think I don't smell your shit. Honey dickin'. Um, so, I mean, the Orlando Magic, the, the, thing, the thing is, they, they, don't, they probably don't shoot that many threes because they, like, they make every three-pointer they take. So they don't, have, they don't get any offensive mm. rebounds. Yeah. And this is just attempts. Just yeah, repeat. yeah, they're just shooting. They're shooting like ninety percent from three. So like their their team doesn't get to take that many threes because they just make them all. Um, uh, so the team that this is a team who is chucking it. Where you think the Portland with those guards, we putting threes up. Uh, Detroit. I'm thinking about teams that have been uh, have been really laying it down, laying the wood and 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 and, and running up and down, high pace. Um, run through those Western Conference teams. You look at some of the. The star players who might not like to get in and out. Denver just put up like 146 points, so they have to be chucking. Yeah, who's that against? A lot of threes. Who did that against? They put 146. Suns? It was a Laker. It was the Lakers. <laughs> it, it really was. I, I know, it was amazing, man. 146. Wow. Wow. My Denver preseason buzz is picked back up. They like, they had like the opposite of Clippers. Yeah. They started terrible. And now, okay. Um. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's got to be the Toronto Raptors. No, joking. Not Toronto. Not Toronto. Not Toronto. They're not embracing the three just yet. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the, I'm going to go with the team I'm, I was joking about. Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic are chucking. Ooh, top five. Number one, Houston. Number two, Brooklyn. Fucking Brooklyn. I, ah, fuck. I should have guessed Brooklyn. Number three, Dallas. What? Number four, Miami. Son of a bitch. Orlando. Number five, the Toronto Raptors. Son of a bitch! Oh, fucking DeRozan comes back Let to me fight me in this the ass. Let me pour this oh, So, to be fair, to recap, I finished one for four because one of your questions was just you ranting before you slammed the shot yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I could not have gotten my ass kicked more thoroughly in this in this NBA round. round table. Yeah. The, the last thing I want to go off on is looking at this team, it's like, okay, Houston shoots 44 threes a game. Right. They're really good. And, and they make a lot of the threes. Actually, uh, not a huge percentage, but that's part of their offense. You look at the next teams. Number two, Brooklyn. Three, Dallas. Four, Miami. And five, Toronto. Look at two, three, four. Brooklyn, Dallas, Miami. These are not really very good teams. Yeah. But they're embracing what they think is the future. But it's not really working for them. So yeah. the idea that like you just need to shoot more threes. like The yeah. NBA is solved. Just shoot more threes. Yeah. It's not really... Coming to fruition, like I think yeah. that it might be a little bit of a myth. I think, well, I think that I don't think that's the myth. I think that the the NBA still, as styles evolve and things change, like you still need to have a top five player to be, you know, to be a contender. And yeah, and you look at those those five teams, and you, as you mentioned, like the winning percentage not great. Uh, I say you know Toronto having a, having a, a decent season. They've got a, you know a couple guys, Lowry and DeRozan. But then the best team by far in that mix is Houston because they have Harden and Harden is uh, you know is uh, Bill Simmons third best player in the NBA. So yeah, I mean, do you think like Brooklyn and Dallas? Do you think they're they're looking around and they're sort of taking like a short sighted view or like fuck the Warriors chuck it their seventh? I think that they. I think that the, I think like, that Brooklyn's going for that like that mini Spurs model, right? Sean Marsh sure. came over there like they're trying to be like the Spurs East like winning culture, culture first, like let these young kids run up and down and chuck it because we're trying to win every game. There's no reason for us to lose. 
go up and down and chuck it. Like, that's what we got. Like, there's no... They have no franchise player to feed. You know, they, they have no reason not to let D'Angelo Russell just be reins off, rack up assists, rack up three-pointers. Why not? Why not just run up and down the court and shoot and play hard? You know, like, if players... I think that style of play is infectious. Players run up and down the court. They, they're getting shots off all the time. They're shooting threes. Like, that's got to be super fun to play in that system. Uh, I don't know what the fuck Dallas is doing. <laughs> I don't understand. Them being third in the, like, like I guess Harrison Barnes and Wesley Matthews are going to get you a certain number of three-point attempts. Or maybe Curry Light is, is jacking Curry, it, Yogi too. Ferrell. Like, Dennis Smith, I mean, I mean Dirk is still going to have a couple of game, I guess, right? Like, uh, I'm very confused by Dallas being in the top five. Um, the fourth place team was that was Miami. Uh, I mean, Deion Waiters, yeah, he's going to grab his nuts and throw. I guess they do have a lot, of, a lot of guys who like to throw throw up shots. They have that kind of like um, four and one model with Hassan in the middle with four shooters around yeah, him. That's, that's what they have. And then, uh, and then the number five team, Toronto. Like, yeah, that's, that's very surprising. Very, that's very super surprising. surprising, yeah. I actually heard it earlier in the season. I think Zach Lowe was talking about like, they they changed the whole entire offense. Like yeah. it's Toronto. It's not like front page news. It's but like, still, their best it, it score happen, But like doesn't shoot lot threes. Like Derozan right. has ticked up, but like ticked up, not I, like. I, I think they decided like if we're gonna have Derozan on our team as our highest paid player, yeah. like we need to have everyone else just shooting threes. Otherwise, yeah. his offensive game doesn't make sense. So yeah. I think there we go. Sam just finished his last shot. I think that's gonna do it for this trivia podcast. Once a month. We're going to hit you back with the NBA podcast trivia review. This trivia, bitches! Oh. This is a great way to review the season. This is a great way to catch you up, see what you've missed, see what we've missed. There's just holes in each other's games, and uh, yeah. There's, there's holes all over my game. You were solid, <laughs> man. Swiss cheese. Got that Swiss cheese deep. My game my was ass. Swiss cheese today. You literally spotted me a question, and I'm still, I still got fucked up playing that trivia. <laughs> Holy it's shit. So fucking so bad. I'm gonna do some drinks, but uh thanks for listening. <laughs> Alright, love you guys. Cheers. Uh, again, if you follow along, if you played with us, send us a picture of you doing that shit to donkey very much pod at gmail.com. Donkey very much pod at Twitter. Donkey very much pod. That's our Facebook page. We will mail you famous grouse. What's better than that? Nothing. Nothing. Not getting mailed famous grouse. Alright, love you guys. Good night. Thank, Thank you. you very much. <laughs>